We are back with another episode of the Dirty Laundry Game Worn Hockey Podcast. Wade Hampton, Paul Rank joins us on this, uh, the the last, I believe it is the official last regular season night of hockey. So if you're a hockey fan uh, of teams like uh, Wade, Paul, and myself who are ready to go golfing tomorrow, other teams are, the playoffs are all set. Now it's just a couple of them shake out of, of where the playoffs are. And I know all of us, even as collectors, enjoy the playoffs. Not How are we doing, gentlemen? Great. Uh, doing well. Hey, don't forget, you got the um, the um, flooded out game in Nashville tomorrow. Oh, yes. I forgot. Oh, yeah. About, yeah. I forgot that whole deal. And, and it wasn't because of storms, because they busted pipes at the arena. No. So, yeah, Nashville, a team that nobody thought would be doing worth a crap uh, after all their moves, they did. Yeah, they, they got rid of guys and still made the playoffs, which is yeah, and did much better than uh, than we thought. Some of the yeah. different things we wanted to touch on, of course, with the with the playoffs just around the corner. Um, you see a lot of teams switch to playoff sets now. I know not every team does, at least in the early rounds of the playoffs. Uh, but like the the our St. Louis Blues, I don't know if the if the Sharks wrote start at the beginning of the playoffs with a new set if they were playing this year. They normally do start with the new set at the beginning. And I, um, I've seen some of the teams, is the Red Wings in that that carry their, their last set into the, the playoffs for a while? Well, there's a few teams that do. That's also yeah. been a while. And the last, uh, most of the years in the past decade, when they have been in the playoffs, which isn't often, they'd have two sets, a regular season set one and a playoff set. And some players would switch to the playoff set before um, the playoffs started. Of course, it's not documented well, so you have to do it. Of course not. <laughs> well, the Blues have done it both ways. They've carried set three in to the first round, and then when if they win the first round set, will go into a playoff set for the, the next round. Um, I've seen them. They've done that in the past, correct, Doc? Yeah. Um, and um, uh, now with the changes, at least we, the, the way that you and I, I think, have seen with the Blues, like last year, before the playoffs, the, Blue, the players got – because of the uh, the NHLPA contract, got that third set. Because uh, we've not seen those show up in a hobby, and I think we confirmed it too with the team, that the players mm-hmm. got to keep the third set, and then they started with a playoff set that I don't know that we've seen anywhere that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep track of what's all been auctioned, and I track it, but I'd have well, to go. Yeah, with- last year, if, you know, any year that I think we've lost the first, like I said, I think usually they – that set three, they go into it really late, and that becomes the first playoff set. Um, and so yeah, that's and probably why we haven't the seen next those. Round. That could be. Yeah. And that's why we haven't seen those since the cup run, really. I mean, yeah, the cup run, they ran the the winter or winter classic. They ran the set, and then Western Conference Finals, they had a set they used for that. And then, of course, when the cup games, it was what? One per game, I believe. Correct. Yeah. And then in the, the year, the bubble year, they went into – new sets for the bubble it was almost like they didn't want to take the jerseys into the bubble with them so they started new sets when the bubble happened uh so i mean that's the thing to watch out for with teams and and as as i've talked about before when when i'm especially talking to newer collectors which which one should i go for i said get get the road whites Every team get the road whites because that's what they're wearing the most out of anything with the, the reverse retros, the retros, all this other stuff. You look at like the, the blues, what have worn four different or three different Jersey designs for home or four, four, 
they wore four because they wore the one game retro, which is like the blue one behind you. They wore that one game. They wore the heritage at home. Then they've worn the home jersey and then the reverse retro. So you start looking at the number of games those those jerseys have been worn. Even the regular set of homes isn't many. No, you want decent wear, and of course the puck marks show better on the on the white. If you want ones that have had good wear, there you go. The only thing that was funny this year, if you remember early on in the season, I believe the Blues wore their home jerseys in Boston. Was it one time they wore them? Yeah. Um, and it might have been another time, but I know they wore the, the home jerseys on the road at one point to work with a reverse retro or uh, an alternate jersey for the opposing club. Now, Paul, does the, the Sharks, do they um... – put out like at the beginning of the season, the blues have done this the last, I think three years, they've actually announced, especially with all the different jerseys of when they're going to be worn. And they even put the home and aways when they're going to be worn in there before. So it's a nice reference. I've, I've gone back to confirm that like, like Wade said is a, if they reversed a Jersey or whatever, it was all documented on their site, which is nice. Does the sharks do something like that? Not nearly as nice Um, for this. For example, for this year for the verse retro, they announced what dates they were going to wear those. And I think it was like six dates or eight dates total. I can't remember, but it was a couple dates on the road too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all at home. And um, the, they've done that in the past, like for the specialty, not the specialty jerseys, the non-home and away jerseys. So announce when they're going to wear them, like the stealth jerseys the year before. Um, I think they did it for the heritage. I can't recall, but it, it's not... Um, we don't get the dates in advance, like when they're going to be wearing the away jerseys at home, which happens once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. You know, D- Detroit will come out and only bring the red set because whatever reason, yeah. um, you know, the, uh, the other team wants to wear um, reverse retro or it's other jersey at home and they work it out on the trip. But we don't find out about any of that until we show up at the game. We see- the one neat thing the Blues this year did was the barcodes in the jerseys, and then they're giving you the sheet that tells you what game they're used in. I mean, that's been a fantastic addition this season to, you know, tracking what jersey, the, you know, because it tells you full game or like when it was worn. So um, I think that's a really – it was a nice addition, and I, I think for other teams it would be nice if they did that to help out their collectors as well. And oh. the only problem that we saw with that, though, was, too, is they just put those in this year. There's no regular yeah. set tag in a jersey. So two problems I see with this is, one, yeah, you don't know for sure. You have to go look up the barcode on their site, which you can do, yeah. or your certificate says it. But if that ever gets torn or taken off for any yeah. reason, you don't so, know. As far as I know, it was just the home and away set one okay. that didn't have it. I believe that – and I kind of asked some questions – because I was a little disappointed with that as well, that they didn't have the Libby set tags in them from the equipment manager. Um, but supposedly set two have them in them and everything moving forward. And I guess it was just a timing thing that they didn't get them in there. And plus the jerseys with the barcodes got worn for preseason. So I think that, I think the first sets home and away. And I think that added to, I think they just didn't get those, those, set tags in there from the team must have not got them in time because usually yeah. i mean we've seen them in with set tags in sometimes in seasons past for for yeah. even though they're dated for the home opener they've worn them in the in the preseason but falls into my argument of telling those guys like go to office max and just get some kind of stamp or you could have put something in there yeah. 
Exactly. So Wade, on with the scanning for the Blues, if someone switches yes, jerseys during a game, do they rescan it? So I, I the ones I've handled myself have it has it just says full game on the sheet. Okay. So my assumption would be like. We've had goalies in the past that were were a jersey a period goalies. Um, like, like Chad Johnson was a guy who wore a jersey a period. There's been a couple other guys that have kind of slid through that were jersey a period guys. So my assumption would be in those cases, the way that that shows full game was they would probably scan in the jersey when they changed it, or if a guy had a, had a you know blood or a tear, I would assume that you would see some type of notation yet to see it but i'm definitely looking for it that's that's probably my best answer because i'm kind of curious excuse me curious who's doing the scanning yeah my guess is the equipment guys yeah i mean let's be honest that their job's not to track when it's worn there's no gears uh, gear on the players you know that's a great question they got a busy job there oh yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's no that should be but but somebody's scanning them so maybe that became something that got relegated to somebody but, you know, I don't think the head equipment guy or, you know, is doing that, but somebody, it must be scanning them at some point during that day or during that game time. So Another that's a great answer. question to ask in the future. Sorry, I had to say it. Another intern. Oh, no, it's a great question. Yeah, another intern. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Reference, reference back to a very, very early show in this season. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Sharks have also added the um, barcode, and we still have, you know, they're – pretty generic set tag in there and we're not getting the nice printouts like the blues are doing yet but uh Amarok or however you pronounce it who's handling the game warrants they have that information and they've been sharing it with us um when the jerseys appear up at the um kiosk the game worn kiosk the list will have what games are worn and sometimes broken down by periods for players like carlson or reimer now i would love to see the the barcode that's in the shark jersey because now that almost has me curious or to see if any other NHL teams, if they all have the same barcode and maybe that's something being implica- implicated by the league. Um, because I mean, just now that two teams are doing it, maybe the blues are just releasing more information, but if all the teams suddenly have that, that barcode in them, that'd be a pretty good indicator of a direction they're going with that league wide. Uh, I'll get you copies of it. Uh, I'll, I'll take a photo after this shoot it to you. Oh, cool. It is interesting. The Sharks now, when a jersey's not worn, they have a large, not game-worn sticker that they put on it. And they have, on a couple of cases, they've put it over a barcode. And in one case, it was on a hurdle, uh, reverse retro, and they were able to photo match that to a game. (laughs) Of course they could. Yes. So it got got pulled, but it had already been used. And Yeah, I mean, there's there's no foolproof answer to this, I don't think. But if... If you can pick up a jersey, and, and I'm curious do you, I don't know if you know what what they photo matched on it, if it was actual wear or just like sewing. I, I thought it was uh, – the jersey had a little bit of wear. So okay. I, I think then, it was then, on the wear. Not, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get into stitches. And sure. Photo yeah, that's the, that's always the, the fun one. But it, but it raises questions of, okay, if the people are tagging it not worn and if the wear is obvious, then don't you stop and go, well, wait a minute. It's – that's why it sold pretty quickly at the. Uh huh. No, somebody with with sharp eyes realized. Wait a minute, I'm going to pay less money, and somebody's not. What was the price difference between a the a worn one and say that one that was marked not worn? I mean, what kind of difference are you talking? I'm just curious. Um, about seven hundred dollars. 
the, the game issued was 500 and i think the hurdle reverse retros were about 1200 it may be 11. very very fair price yeah they, they and then when you go out, out and match it and go huh surprise it says it's not game worn <laughs> but here you go exactly and that's why you research every jersey you get and you go over it with a fine-tooth comb because the number of of people that have bought issued jerseys and they start looking and say, Oh wait, well this has a mark here. There's this here and go find those pictures. Teams are not perfect. Never perfect. Uh, never going to be. It's just, it's how it is. Is people are, it's a business to them. They don't, they're, they don't going over it with a fine tooth comb. Like we are. If the, the equipment guys say, Nope, this one was issued. That's what the salespeople are going to take yeah. as their word. They're not, they're not hobby oriented the same way we are. Yeah, just be careful when you're um, matching a non-game worn jersey, especially if it's through threads or something. Too many people try to turn stuff like that into gold, and it's right. sometimes your eyes fool you on that. Absolutely. We just we just did one the other day. Had one in our in the blues game worn page. A, a gentleman posted a clown style blues jersey wearing uh, had a particular name on it. He thought it was had been recycled uh, from Ian Laperriere. Uh, he posts the pictures up online. It kind of looked that way. I had him send me some more. A couple other guys were looking at it. I said, shoot me a picture of where the nameplate was because we know that LaPerriere's was bigger. Sure as hell, you can see a longer nameplate was there. You can see, like, the, the leftover, like, the stitching imprint from there. And we we did some looking for photos and found a nice mark across the number. And he was traded midseason, and the guy who took that jersey over wanted to go back to 22. He was wearing six, and... So we, I, it, was, I, it was an easy I, match, really. Was that I, on our? Was that on the page itself, or did that? Yeah, the, on the blues collectors. I stayed out of that conversation, and I really wish it was not recycled. Because as a Roberts jersey, I was very interested. He was a U of M kid, mm -hmm. and, and it's just like once I saw that, you know, the, the the price was a lot more because it wasn't just his. Sure, logically, but but yeah. a lot of t I mean, a lot of teams did that at that point, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Is the player, oh, yeah, I'd rather have his number. Okay, that's mid-set. Yeah, we're not going to make you a new one. Just we don't care. We'll put a new nameplate on it. And and that's one of the first things I went for is knowing that, that LaPerriere was definitely a longer name. It was was easily, it was almost, okay, yes, we can say definitely this what it was, and then found several marks that lined up with a picture of LaPerriere wearing it. How did uh, I miss that post? Uh, it was in the last few days. I know you've been busy with things, so yeah. Um, but it's yeah. a beautiful jersey. But again, don't even in some of the modern stuff. Don't always take the word for the team or whoever sells it to you. If if some questions like that come up, ask other people. We all have fun photo matching this stuff. And as, as old of a jersey as that was, I found the matches most of them on Getty. The, the interesting piece was is when I initially searched for the date range, I didn't find the pictures that I used to match it. I went to Google yeah. Images, typed in uh, Ian LaPerriere and put the, the year in, and Getty, in the what came up in the the, uh, the picture finds, and it was just a random one. It was just dated 1995. It didn't actually have a date, so it didn't flag the same way for like a date search in, in Getty. So if you don't always find it, try a Google image search because it will hit Getty's pictures as well. So I was stum stumbled across it. It was a perfectly clear front shot with a nice mark across one of the twos. And 
I got had him send me some more pictures to verify it. And and again, I'm I'm not writing a COA, but but in my humble opinion, it's solid with the nameplate change obviously there and and the couple marks. I'm like, yeah, that's I'd say it's almost for certain and seeing a number change for Robert. So but it's the fun part of the hobby. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's uh, it's interesting. Um, some of the other, I guess, just things were as we wrap up the season and and teams like ours who again are golfing, their <laughs> their uh, equipment sales will be starting sooner than later. You usually see them once the teams are out of the playoffs. I have a feeling ours, hopefully, will be soon. I hate waiting. Um, Paul I hate is waiting outside. Is, uh, I know you're always kind of involved with shooting pictures and stuff at, at the, uh, the shark sale. Do you think there's they'll, do they usually stick around the same date every year or is it fluctuate again with what the team's done? Um, it's based on availability of SAP. Okay. Uh, the, the original plan I heard years ago was once we had tech CU where the Barracuda play, um, you know, o- opened up, they were going to want to do the equipment sale there because, all the practice facilities there and they could just wheel stuff out. Uh, but now that they've gone to Amarac to take over the game worn program, it sounds like it's going to stay at SAP and not go to tech CU. So you, you got to work around arena football, couple concerts and whatever. My guess is sometime in May is. So not long either. Not long either. Yeah. It's for mid April now. Wow. And and for the newer people that are that are trying to find out when their team's doing theirs, get on the team social media, get on whatever the the game worn page is for your team, because people everybody shares it out. Um, get join the email lists because I know that's how the blue Senate between their social media and email, and of course we all hear about it through the grapevine too, somewhere or another. But uh, and and not every team has game worn jerseys at theirs. I know the, the sharks always have a ton. A lot of other team Carolina is a big one. Um, the blues vary, I think year to year, um, as we, as you and I know, Wade, um, and some teams have kind of done theirs. I saw a couple weeks ago, the, uh, and I think they'll do a bigger one, but the, uh, Buffalo Sabres dumped a bunch of stuff in one of their stores, uh, gloves, sticks, May have done some jerseys, but I think they were more practice jerseys. But but sometimes teams seem to kind of just throw stuff out there small. Uh, the big one's going to be two years from now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's going to get wild. Season. Yeah. It's going to get wild. For anybody that doesn't know what, what we're referring to there is after next season when Adidas goes away and – Fanatics, uh, which I'll mention here in a second too, on a on a side note with that when Fanatics takes over, if if, and I think most teams did that. Paul, correct me if I'm wrong for for the Sharks, when the the year between the Reebok and the Adidas switch, when we went to the equipment sales, we had Gaylord boxes full of practice jerseys and old player jerseys for twenty five and fifty bucks. Sneakers, everything, anything, all that Reebok stuff. We don't want that name around anywhere. Yeah. It wasn't like that in San Jose. We did have a lot of blank jerseys and stuff, you know, just lying around, but nothing like older player jerseys um, besides maybe a few here and there, which I don't really recall. But uh, I mean, the Sharks do a really good job of clearing everything out each year at the equipment sale. And, you know, they don't hold too much back. I mean, I will say this year's sale has to be a little bit smaller because I've already sold the reverse retros. 
They've sold the uh, jerseys from the most, a lot of the jerseys from the Marlowe game and most of the set one jerseys, whether through the kiosk or uh, on the um, online auctions. Do you like the kiosk thing as far as, I mean, cause that kind of makes it a crapshoot on whether or not you're going to the game unless you're a season ticket holder. I mean, how do you prefer that? Well, season ticket holders do get in 15 minutes early. So that helps us. The problem the way the sharks are doing the kiosk, in my opinion, they are bringing out 10 to 15 jerseys each game. So it's, um, and, and some people want one of a style, but they don't have the player they want, but they're still forced on getting one, not knowing if that player is going to come available. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to go to the game and get a jersey. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I'd rather have it all at the end of the season sale and just hit it at once and just worry about going to the game and having fun and having a beer and not worried about picking up jerseys either for us or for friends. It's makes sense. And, and the blues have been back and forth with that Wade. I mean, you were there at the beginning of the season, the, the home opener, they had a bunch of randos on the rack of, of guys that were, were gone or preseason or preseason, whatnot. Yeah. And they ran them for the first couple games and then they disappeared and maybe they'd yeah. show up at another game. And then, of course, they put them on their online portal or they put them in the auction. And yeah. there's no right reason. No, they were clearing out a lot. Anything that wasn't prime green, I think, is what happened. They got rid of the preseason stuff and then the guys that didn't get signed. And it just kind of was a, an interesting thing. I, I'm all for it. I think it's I think it always adds some excitement. Um, you know, obviously, if they price them right, they go. And there's always going to be a, a, a grab, you know, a neat, neat you know, there's going to be a grab or like a, a gem to grab out of there. Um, you know, just recently they did one a couple weeks ago and I got, I like James Neal and I got, got a home and away James Neal. One was issued and one's worn and it's the um, real deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just one that like, you know, he wasn't a blue long and I didn't get really get a good chance at getting some of his stuff when he was here. So, you know, those were kind of like cheap fun ads that, you know, they end up in the collection. So um, I, I think it's neat when they do it. It, it is frustrating when, when you're at home and you hear, or like for you, doc, cause you live out of the area a little yep. bit, you're sitting at home and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, they got jerseys out or, you know, new sticks. And you're like, ah, you know? Um, but but I, I think it, in, in defense of that, I think they're trying to add excitement and keep people on their toes. And, and that's fun. You know, I, I, I and you can't have everything. Um, and there's plenty of, other where can I afford to? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Uh, and going back to the, the mentioned fanatics here too, I don't know if you guys had seen it in a couple articles. Um, not that it matters to us as much only because we're going for the, the game worn piece and we still have some worries for there is one of the articles that came out about four or five days after the announcement is one of the people involved in it made indications that they'll be selling made in Canada authentics. And that's been really? a real big bitch with, Adidas not be able to get the the mix or made in Canada's uh, unless you go to an equipment sale or the teams put them online or you get one of the third party people that have bought stock from the team. It's still unclear because the, the wording was yes, we're doing authentics from our our place in Canada, the same place the player jerseys are being made, but there was no discussion in the article of if, if the quality will be different. I would I would think not, but a lot of the, the groups I'm in for authentics and that are post about it. a lot of people have concerns of the, uh, the cost going up even more. Cause I mean, hell the, the authentics you're paying for now 
or what, 250, 300 bucks? Yeah. Is Fanatics going to jack that price up for the made in Canada ones? Well, so you could go buy it and get it lettered to whatever player you want instead of stripping. So the, one, the only thing that the, the only thing I can harpen back to is just my time in the hobby with like baseball stuff was when Majestic was doing before. And if you don't know the history of that, Majestic did the Major League Baseball jerseys and then basically the Nike Major League Baseball jerseys are Majestic stuff. They just changed the tagging when Fanatics bought Majestic and then their partnership with Nike. Long story short, the one thing you always had to look at on those was if it was like a 52 code or there was just different codes like, oh, 52, man, it was like a, a one designated for the team. So the question will be how long it takes people to figure out whether or not they're the exact same, if they're coded differently, you know, it wouldn't, it won't take long for people to determine whether or not they're the exact same. Now, that'll get leaked out from the, from the manufacturer real quick. Oh, it'll take, it'll take a day. You know, as soon as people get their hands on both of them, they'll figure it out. Right. And I know we don't deal in authentics. We, we're on the game worn side, but I thought that article was very interesting. And it's one of the guys that works for fanatic slash SP now. Yeah. Um, so I thought that well, was a question. Conversation. The next question is how much is SP going to be able to produce? I mean, you know, what, what's that going to do to quality for the gamers? I mean, you know, suddenly if rather than just producing for, for the NHL franchises, which I don't think, I don't know if everybody understands the fact that like the teams buy the jerseys from the, that manufacturer. So those Adidas jerseys that show up at the blues are purchased. It's that's how the money works on that. Um, so then suddenly if they happen to produce hundreds or thousands more across the NHL, what's that going to do? Do they have the capabilities of doing that? And then what's that do to the material quality? There, there's a lot of questions there. And, and with them knowing they have the contract, maybe it's okay. They, they, there's already discussions with the NHL and the teams is next, the first year of, of uh, fanatics, it's home and aways. We're not changing anything. Here's the logos. This is what it is. So they can get a start now. They yeah. start producing those ahead as long as the material has been approved by the league or the, however that's going to work, but they should be able to get a jump start on that. And, and I assume they have a good plan in place, but yeah, it's an interesting discussion. And it, it's really going to be as we get closer and as we actually get into them years down the road and we'll still be doing this podcast for sure. We'll, we'll cover it again. World famous. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so again, I just want to touch on that because I'd seen that pop up and and thought it was a very interesting conversation because there are a lot of of collectors or fans out there of the the made in Canada jerseys and they can send them off to get a made for whatever player they want. Instead of stripping gamers and gamers. yeah, it, hopefully it will will tamp down on some of that too. Agree. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things to uh, to touch on. There are a couple different expos uh, been announced coming up. Uh, Paul, you're you're making a a long visit. I want to know how many jerseys you're packing to go. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> and I didn't realize this one existed. I think I saw kind of a quick post somewhere and just just forgot about it. But where yeah, are you headed? The end of August, we're going to have an expo in Dusseldorf, Germany, and Monica and I will head over for that. We've gone to the last two there, both pre-COVID, and just absolutely incredible time. And Who is it that heads that one up? Uh, Stefan Perel. Okay. Yeah. 
So nice. he'll be. Uh, I have the date somewhere. I'm sorry, I don't have it available. That's all right. I can add it in when we when I do some of the text afterwards. So that that's a cool one. And hey, I mean, you've got some time to plan if you want to go visit Germany. If you're a collector, hey, I mean, that's a way to make some cool connections. Yeah. Because I know there's NHL jerseys scattered all over the world. And there should be preseason um, hockey games there then, and um, the soccer leagues will be started already. So yeah. it's a lot of other sports-related stuff to do other than just seeing a lot of incredible jerseys. Uh, September cool. 30th, we've got the uh, South Jersey Game Worn Expo going on. Uh, that's a, a good one to, uh, to plan out to go to. Of course, in the Midwest. Uh, and what's the dates for yours in October? October 21st and 22nd? That's, yep, that's, uh, you should know you're organizing. <laughs> it's be so, you know, I try not to let I got so much going on. You know, we're, I, I haven't really done a lot with it yet. I mean, well, it's, it's only really, April, but I just like yeah, teaching it as so, things are no, coming up. Um, it's coming. Um, I'm thinking about doing a couple of things. I'm trying to get with some people about maybe having a signer or two this year. Um, just one of the local blues guys, probably a charity thing. Um, you know, something like that to, to keep pushing it forward. Um, last year we got a little hurt because it was like the nicest weekend weather-wise um, that we've had in a long time. But I, it, it, it's a great event. People seem to like it. Um, that's why I keep doing it, um, despite losing all my hair from it um, <laughs> and other things. But uh, no, yeah, it's going to be fun uh, in Collinsville, which is right across the river from St. Louis. Hoping the Blues are playing like as soon as we get a schedule, it'll be great if they're in town, um, so we could maybe get some kind of thing, you know? Oh thing yeah. With the Blues. So there'll be uh, in case you you missed it too from the other day, there'll be, I think some jerseys fought over even not by just the fans of the two teams, but announced for the uh, NHL global series in Melbourne, Australia. Really? September 1st of next year. Kings and Coyotes. Who? Kings and Coyotes. Really? That's actually really cool. I mean, that's. But there's, there's. Uh, I saw some other posts. And I need to go digging for it. Supposedly, there's a uh, Arizona had a preseason game scheduled at an alternate site somewhere else, right, like a day or two before or after this. So there's concerns yeah. that that might be canceled. I know some fans were kind of pissed about it. How? I mean, that's that's a tremendous. I mean, I don't know the exact details of it, but I know that getting to Australia is a tremendous travel, ex- ex- like. That's that's the a lot of have private jets. It's easy. <laughs> Not like <laughs> us trying to go there. We hop six planes and end up there eventually. Yeah, I guess, but still. They'll be playing you... uh, preseason games uh, for the 2023 NHL Global Series September 23rd and 24th inside that's the cool. Rob Lavera Arena, Arena, home of the Australian Open Tennis Tournament on a rink the wow. NHL will build. Wow, imagine the logistics of getting all the stuff there to build a rink and all that too. Yep, they use the stuff wow. that they use for the Winter Classic. So, I mean, you talk about getting planes there. I mean, that's yeah, that's a cargo plane going for all that crap. Well, yeah, it's a lot. And then just the people. I mean, there's, you know, how many people does it take to put that thing together? And Oh, yeah. Like, well, the logistics of that are incredible. But you can you imagine the jersey sales for that with the, the Melbourne patch and Golden oh, yeah. Series patch and that? Those will be popular. Wild. Yeah, Even though it's the Coyotes. Point. The only disappointment is that it's preseason and right. not regular season. So, yeah. and the one game you might be thinking of is the Kings and the Sharks are scheduled to play in Salt Lake City in a preseason match. And so I don't that, know if that, that might be what it was. I don't know if that's 
in jeopardy now. I haven't paid any attention to. Well, you don't. You follow the sharks, so. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. Very cool. So it's it's neat to see. I mean, we all like the specialty jerseys in different patches and things like that. And so it'll be. It's always fun to watch watch pricing. I will say though. And Paul, I don't know if you're seeing it much with any of the the either how the sharks are pricing things or some of the auction, but prices are down. Selling prices on, especially on the auction side of things, are down anyway. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be kind of saturated right now. It's, yeah. uh, the big test for me coming up is the Minnesota Wild um, reverse retro auction. They have their set twos up for auction on their. Um, I forget what handy bid i think site mm -hmm. uh when you get a chance take a look at it it has wear descriptions and everything is just like loose thread here loose pull thread there not you know it's <laughs> we I'm need to reach out to them and say nobody gives know. a damn about the threads if there's puck yeah. marks stick marks yeah. this kind I, of well, but that's the, the problem is the stuff's getting used so sparingly yeah like, it's so hard to find anything with really exceptional wear it seems like anymore and 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 that comes back to another thing too is the quality of the materials i think have continued to to grow and change i think you know when you start talking about them you know the manufacturers doing research just like everything else when it comes to athletic sneakers or skates or sticks you know i think that they've continued to incre increase the quality of it they're, they're designed to not tear up as much very true agreed yeah, and I, I think the prime green shows a little bit more wear than the previous material did. Uh, more some more tears, too, because I see a lot more repairs in, in and yeah. not just the blues across across the league. It's thinner. It's it really, from what I, I mean, not terribly noticeably thinner, but I feel like, like a softer, thinner, um, like the weave. And it's probably because of the material that's used, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel as, Heavy, I guess, is the best way to put it. I don't know if you guys know what I'm kind of talking about there, but. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I do think it's slightly lighter, too. It's um, just, what, you know, packing up jerseys. Two pounds is the magic number when shipping in the U.S. And <laughs> yeah. shipping a lot of prime green runs. Pr prime green, I hit under two pounds on them, which yeah. I don't always with the other Adidas. So. Yeah. yeah, that's it's a good tell. Good tell, so. Uh, some other things you have going on, classic auctions going on right now. There's some some big names, some interesting ones in there. Wade and I were talking about there's a, a Tony Twist out there with extremely light wear. But yeah. he, as him and I kind of conversed, and again, we don't have any no good documentation, but guys like him wore, went through multiple jerseys a game and, and backups and all that. So not not surprising to no. see. There's a really cool Grant Fuhr in that auction for the Blues. It's the it's the, um, you know, later style because most everything you see on him is clown style. So that's pretty interesting just to see a, the end of the road, Grant Fuhrer. Kind of curious to see what that one does. And then the Dino Cicerelli collection is pretty cool. There's some neat stuff in that, you know, not necessarily my my segment of collecting, but I saw like a really cool all-star jersey and some other stuff. There's some really pretty incredible stuff in that auction. It's, our, you know, they really did hit a home run there. Those it's it's again we we talk about jersey history so much and and names that even if you're not a fan of a particular player or a team 
seeing some of those things pop up either at an expo or or in auctions like that and be able to look at it up close and see all these different wear it's it's cool for that that old school connection oh yeah i was just at the nova and um not a capitals collector but i've always been just a huge fan of their their older stuff and some of the stuff and god there's some incredible like collections there and like people with just dale hunters and scott stevens and bondras and all the you know all the ovs and just some of that stuff was just like wow you know and then the stuff migraine brought was incredible you know they the the gretzky blues to me was one of those things that like kind of never really thought i'd ever touch myself a, a gretzky game worn blues but you know that's an incredible piece and it's you know i think beyond what you collect in this hobby i think one of the cool things is is being a fan of the stuff you know i mean you know paul was talking about some of the shark stuff and I don't collect shark stuff, but man, they have some incredible jerseys, you know? And, um, you know, if I were deeper pockets, I'd probably start grabbing up more of that stuff. I'm sitting here watching the blues game. And the first thing that I noticed was the stars are wearing that, uh, black and neon green jersey. Oh, those are so cool. <laughs> I mean, like I looked at that thing and I'm like, not something I need to own, but no, like, Pardon my mouth, but holy shit! I mean, like, how great of a jersey is that? Well, you and know? you've got the the uh, Springfield Falcons or Springfield Thunderbirds, excuse me, the behind you. There, yeah, there Simpsons yeah. one that they did in that, yeah. and that I honestly I would love to see the NHL do that um, in an yeah. upcoming season where everybody wears that color scheme in whatever logo because yeah. when the show when the the dallas first put it out and announced they were doing it i was like oh that's pretty cool and then seeing it the full set with the socks the pants the gloves yeah. and the helmets holy hell that was so sharp how cool would it be if the, like and this is just as a blues fan an all black blues jersey with just yellow like the that neon yellow, you know what I'm saying? That bright yeah. yellow. I'd, like, I'd be for that. Or even like a navy blue, like a dark, dark navy blue with just the yellow. I mean, that would be just sick. I mean, people would go absolutely crazy for something like that. Oh, sure. And like, and you talk about other teams' jerseys. I'm lucky enough to, to thanks to Paul's help, uh, getting a Sharks jersey uh, from a for one of the junior blues players that, that uh, used to play here in town and that that thing is so sharp that was the was that the blackout is that what that was called or is that the that was the stealth okay and and those are beautiful oh yeah and when when paul when you described it with the the mid arms uh, that design and it sent a picture you kind of see it but getting in front of you was like holy crap it's so intricate and just just gorgeous yeah it's supposed to be like a circuit board there i love it it spells out sharks i can't remember or Really? Yeah, That's I can't awesome. remember what it spells out, but right now it spells sharks out golfing. But that, golfing, yes, that, yes. <laughs> the sharks have always had some really incredible stuff. I mean, and I I wish um, more teams would would jump out there a little bit in some of the future retros or thirds or something else because yeah. that thing's cool. It's fun. Maybe if the Blues did a similar uh, mid arm thing where it's little tiny musical notes or yeah. or arches or something. Do do something fun like that, and each team. You know what? If it's like the whatever the big thing is in in your t- Seattle Space Needle, uh, uh, Chicago, 
guns. I don't, whatever, whatever it is, but, but do, do something like that. See that like the, the Willis tower, something like yeah. something that the city's yeah. known for in really subtle in there. Yeah, because like when, when Vegas came out with theirs and you get the jerseys that really subtle the gold and some of that design in there, it's just so cool. People would go nuts for those. Well, the Vegas just did the ones that like glow in the dark. I mean, yep. that's like, that's like that's awesome i mean like come on like how could you not like don't have to be a vegas fan to be like wow that's awesome you know yeah um, we're, well, i mean I we're, we're, we like cool looking jerseys it doesn't have to be yeah, cheap. yeah we're not going to root for the players if no, for playing sure. in them but the, the you can respect the design and and love or even want one of those yeah. well and i think and that's one of the things that people haven't been talking about about this whole fanatics thing um if you really look at you know in fanatics Fanatics is like kind of a phantom partner with Nike and what they do with all the baseball jerseys and all those different style ones. Same thing with the NBA. I mean, the NBA wears like so many different cool styles. I mean, like I'm not a big wow. NBA guy, but they have like those guys, they're wearing different jerseys, you know, every third night. Um, I don't think that'll happen with hockey, but if that same brain trust at Fanatics gets with this whole thing, I think you're, you could see some really, really, interesting outside the box changes in, in that because that's what fanatics has done with their other stuff because at the end of the day they want to sell as many jerseys and as many hats and as many whatever as possible so i mean you know that could could be a little bit of the wave of the future in the nhl with this new deal we don't want to see where go down because we all oh. i mean when we're fighting for okay is this a puck mark or what this is it's it's because uh, with some of those jerseys i mean a one game jerseys you're just not going to find much and we no. don't want to wash that out too much but let's get creative the nhl over i mean other than the last couple of years with some of this stuff has been so dry and wanting to stay yeah. away from that let's have some fun because sure. of the ranked like actual sports nba nfl even mls yeah. we're at the bottom Oh, as far, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's and people aren't talking about the fact that that's one of the reasons that Nike didn't even bid the the contract for, for the NHL. You know, um, at the end of the day, it was like it's like an 80 million dollar thing. Well, they, they like Nike makes one hundred and twenty million dollars on like Manchester United by itself. So right. the whole NHL is, isn't didn't really hit the value box. And it's not because it can't. I think it's because they haven't. And, and I think that fanatics got into it and i think they're the guy the, the kind of company that will be a driving force towards hey we need to make some more money on merchandise and the way to do that is let's get creative so one thing on that which I, and i really don't know why it is this way but a lot of the teams have really cool warm-up jerseys for specialty mm -hmm. nights but they're not allowed to wear them in games unlike yeah. in the ahl and the yeah. other leagues where they do. So I don't know if that will be a factor moving forward if they want yeah. to try. Uh, I don't know what the Jersey approval process is from the NHL, sure. what they're allowing on the ice, what they aren't. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I, know. I think really that's in, is that the, in the, I know it's not in the NHLPA contract because that's that's different, but I know there's there's league rules somewhere for that. And I thought they were public, but maybe they aren't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you know what they are. They do know that they have to be like I think I do think and I again don't quote me on this but I do think that the the jerseys that they wear have to be submitted to you know I, I, the NHL for discretion. Sorry my phone my computer's oh, You're fine. And I know well I know even like some of that where you have if you have a a, a death involving with something involved in a team or where you need to wear a patch 
sometimes the NHL has gotten very sticky on when they can put those on or when they, they go on. I remember what it was is, is team asked to do a particular thing. And NHL told them no, because it yeah. didn't, it was outside of a standard or they didn't get enough notice. I'm, I'm sorry. Some of that crap needs to go. You yeah. don't want to just throw crap out all the time, but come on, let's, let's, let's market this more. Yeah. I'm not a Blackhawks fan, but I'm still a little disappointed and not to get political, but, or personal, but the whole thing with like, they didn't do anything for Bobby Hall. They didn't put a, a, a 16 on any other or nine on any of their jerseys or do anything crazy. Like to me, not to get into his personal stuff, but that was kind of crazy to me that they didn't do anything for him. Then they put his number on the ice. I think they ended up doing that, but like the team decided not to like, not to really do any kind of anything beyond that. That jersey um, or helmets that I'm helmet or anything, which was odd to me. But um, I know I think they had a lot of kickback because of some of his his personal life choices. But um, you know, and, nonetheless, he's still one of the franchise's most notable icons. Um, let, let's stick with the Hawks too for a minute. The announcement <laughs> that came out this morning, which pissed yeah. a lot of my friends who were Hawks fans off. Uh, yeah. couldn't make it be up there for the game of uh, Jonathan Taves last last game as a Hawk. I'm talked to a few people again, not, nobody in the Hawks organization, but, but fans and stuff that pay attention. They're not sure if he'll ever step on the ice again with his health issues the last few yeah. years. It was a weird announcement because like the first part of the announcement from the Hawks read about like no longer for, you know, that he's not coming back to the Hawks, but it didn't say he was, quote unquote, like done playing hockey. But, you know, if anything, that'll, it's a weird thing to me because it'll really tarnish his legacy. If it ended up being a thing where he just basically told him, Hey, listen, I, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm surely not doing it for you in a rebuild. Um, now, and, and the Hawks, that was kind of rumored the Hawks weren't going to sign him either, but the, like, yeah. the, the game worn side of this is, is okay. How many jerseys is he wearing tonight? <laughs> I would say probably at least, you know, you'd have to, I mean, that would be one of those things. Remember at the end when Gretzky was like, literally they were stripping him. Like he'd get to the bench between shifts and they were like taking the clothes off the poor guy. Um, you know, like the last couple of weeks of his, his time in New York. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they're, if they're half stripping Taze between shifts. <laughs> yeah. Every, every time he comes off to just camera, put it on the bench up, oh, his shirt's off again. Where, there we go. I mean, if you remember, remember when Gretzky, though, like that's literally what they were doing to him in New York. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were they were like literally tearing a jersey off of him between shifts and like giving him new gloves and new sticks. I mean, it was crazy. So, well, a prime example. And just the last week, I uh, and, and you picked it up for me. Thank you, uh, rookie Eric Johnson jersey, home jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When the the Blues sold it, said there was no tagging on the jersey at all. But I'm like, okay, at the price, I'm going to take a chance because it's. Um, I had a out of the way one anyway. Might as well get matching colors. We get it, and in the fight strap, it's written a particular date with the the uh, the equipment the manager signature and a number three in it. Found out he wore it that game in the third period, but they were same thing. It's because he was a number one draft pick rookie year. Yeah. He was putting on jerseys like crazy, and they were going to different people. And the team just happened to retain this one. That's one of the reasons. And again, you know, and that's actually a great lesson for a, a young collector was. And I found that for you and whatever, but that, that comes down to when you get your hands on something is that actually take the time to like go through it. And, you know, um, I, 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 I just decided that once it was in my hands, like we we're going to look and see what was written on the darn thing, you know, and see if there was something on the fight strap. 
because I had seen stuff from the blues in that era that had that. And, you know, we've seen some, some crazy stuff, you know, the, um, if you saw that Gretzky Jersey and I'm going to harp back to that going on to the same topic, there was that Gretzky playoff Jersey. And the funny part about that was on the, the like wash tag on the inside, there's like, like a drawing almost. And it's like a notation. And I wonder like, that's probably been on there. That was probably some way that they marked that Jersey, you know, in then, and you know, these equipment guys aren't, are pretty smart, especially in those situations to keep marking them and, um, and do some of the hidden marks too. So do your homework. Yeah. Like, you know, we're going to go, we'll go back to uncle Milt, do your homework, you know, (laughs) And even my grace put that in and their, their, I think it's even on their site is they, how do you, how do you know this is an authentic game worn? And they, they talk about their tagging. They also talk about hidden or, or other ways that they know that's not public knowledge. Is it there's something hidden in the fabric, whatever it is. Yeah. The equipment guys for the big names, they're going to mark some of those to know, okay, this is, it's it's this game or whatever. That Eric Johnson to go along with that, that whole set. um, We we were talking about it, just have numbers on a lot of the size tags. Um, Yeah. One, two or three. One, two or three. I mean, there, there was a Korea that just recently went, that was that. And I think there was another one. And so they're just marking them. It just says three on it. But, you know, we haven't gotten our hands on those, but hopefully the people that are buying those maybe listen to, to your show and maybe they're going to dig in there and find something on a fight strap that'll help them. You know, I mean, we did it. Yeah, we've I've gone through some of the ones that uh, are actually on eBay that have those in them. I photo matched a few of them, yeah, yeah. the different games because you can see obvious marks in them. But that year, the Blues had no set stamps. On no. why? Yeah, I have um, I have a, um, a Springfield Thunderbird jersey from last year. It's a Joel Hofer um, game worn one, and he had ended up. A lot of those guys didn't switch jerseys that year, but he did. The one I have on the fight strap on the uh the the material that surrounds the fight strap that kind of sews it in there's some writing on that like set whatever and initials from the equipment guy i've touched a lot of those springfield jerseys and that was the only one i've seen that had that and i think it was because maybe he had switched out jerseys and they were trying to keep track of stuff so again that's not something that normally if you grab a springfield jersey you'd look there but you know do your homework and look around on these things it's always fun to roll them inside out and look at the the piling and then look at the wash tag. I mean, I, I heard stuff. Yeah. every Jersey I get, you know, one of the things I do just to see how much wear or use, especially a lot of those, the Reebok ones were pretty famous for it. And the, and the Adidas ones, they put that like tag on there and then they put one inside the, a lot of them have, if you open up the fight strap, if it's never been opened up or never in users, there's a little tag in there, that little like um, paper. Oh, no. Look like a sales tag. Yeah. Sales tag, like, like an old, and, and those are, and they're dated and they tell you what year it was a manufacturer date that they used and they put them on that, that tag. And they also, and like I said, if you, you do your homework, open up those fight straps. If you've got a Jersey that you're not sure if it was ever worn and somebody didn't know it, a lot of times you can find an unused unwashed tag, like a little paper tag in there. So that's, that's a great, you know, again, those are the little tools that, yeah. that, separate you from knowing what you're doing and not knowing what you're doing. I don't know. I haven't touched any current Arizona ones, but the older uh, coyotes jerseys, you flip the inside out and on the, on the back inside of the, of the logos, you'd see what yeah. set was date, a signature. And then most of them, I think still had set stamps. So I don't know if they, if those were added at the same time or if the stamps yeah. were added later, uh, but they were it's, so. It's, it's like really scribbly too. I actually have 
it's like kind of like whoever was writing those wasn't doing it for posterity they were just like slopping it in there yeah and maybe that at that point that they sewed again i'm not an ex and if any of the arizona experts know if the their sewn in set stamps are added before or after let us know um because again it's this is all part of even though we're just talking about it, it's all part of documentation is we going back even to Paul, you with the, with the sharks jerseys and Wade, you and I with the blues, with the, with the barcodes in there, that's good right now, but yeah. let's just say that that's maintained. Yeah, for sure. If, I mean, we, and yeah, we deal with that with everybody. There's been so many, so many teams over the years that have switched. Yep. I mean, you know, the blues have had so many different systems over the years and I'm sure the sharks have too. And everybody else, you know, I mean, got here. God forbid if like the migrate database ever went down, like what? What? I mean, think about that. I mean, if realistically, if that well, ever and, went down. And honestly, what's what's kind of good with that is, as I know, I think last time I checked it for an old jersey for somebody, is it sits on a separate site. It's out at least it's out on the internet. So yeah. with the internet archives and stuff, you can probably pull that stuff back. But like, yeah. oh, what was the uh, was it the company that Wings used to do? Whatever they ran. Isn't it for years that's all gone now, the the tagging that they used to do? Yeah, supposedly the database, which mo- um, connected the jersey to the numbers in the hem, that got lost when a laptop crashed. The only oh. copy of the database supposedly was on a laptop, and um, all that data's been lost now. I mean, I, I will say the good thing about Migray, though, it's all in a PDF file, everything. I know I have backups of all that. Oh, I, I yeah, think a I lot got of, tons of I, it. I think a lot of collectors have, you know, downloaded that. I just find it easier to open up my own copy and look. When I I used to work, and there used to be a website when I used to work for um, JSA, there was a a company that we had done business with that um, basically you could put a couple names in a thing and it would help you like figure out like the combination names would tell you like a team, like for team sign baseballs. And the guy that like owned that website and that we like paid whatever died and the website died with him, Um, which was like a huge like like hit to people that authenticated or worked on that kind of stuff because like it was such an incredible resource, you know, and it's like, how did somebody not buy that or like, you know, save that? Um, And then was it sports specialties? Was that the guy that did the authentication back in the the 90s? That Um, sounds right. Was it, you know, and, and, and that one, and he was from St. Louis originally, and then did a lot of stuff with the Blackhawks. And like, I guess whenever he passed that, that database, cause you'll still find the letters and the tagging, like he pressed into some jerseys, but the database itself is gone. I mean, so that's kind of like one of those ones where you're like, man, wouldn't that be nice if that was still floating around for all that stuff that got tagged 25 years ago? Well, yeah. Well, and, and Paul, you, you being in it forever, me still in it, what do we preach to everybody? Back up your stuff. <laughs> Have multiple backups, especially yeah. now with the cloud. Throw throw stuff out online. I mean, like if you're if even you as a collector, and I'm gonna help Wade with this soon, is is update like and track and document all the jerseys. Get over here, man. I do it in an Excel sheet and in that kind of stuff, and you take pictures or anything, and then you throw it up in in uh in up in Google, throw it in a whatever cloud service that you work with, yeah. so that it's somewhere else. You, yeah. if you're, if you're, God forbid, your computer crashes or something happens to your house where you need to do insurance claim stuff, yeah. you've got that documentation ready and it's yeah. not lost. Yeah, you got to get over here, man. 
I'm wor- I'm hoping to do that here in the next handful of weeks. <laughs> it, it'll be a three month project. Tell your wife you may be here for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you packing so long? You haven't seen as many jerseys he has. <laughs> um, going back to a little bit earlier discussion, I finally got it pulled up. It took me a little bit to find it. And uh, Paul, you were right. It is handy bid for the the Minnesota Wild uh, reverse retro. And I just randomly pulled one up. This is uh, Matt Boldy. Um, and it, it talks about the certificate of authenticity. I don't like their wording here. Because it it does, I guess they're maybe they're covering their butt, maybe not. But I just think their wording's a little off. It says certificate of authenticity comes from Minnesota Wild head coach manager Tony DeCosta that guarantees game use. I don't like that word guarantees. I mean, yes, we can go look at these and probably find pictures, but that that word always makes me nervous. Because if you get it and it happens to not show any, but you can, oh, it's worn in the game. Well, I I don't know. It just maybe I'm being too picky here, but the could, uh, could you put that in our little chat thing so I could get to it? I'd like to um, see it. Just go to a, a events handy bid. I'm gonna I'll actually pull it up on my phone because I'm since I'm using. Oh, okay, no big deal. Um, I'll try and can get it to you here in a minute. But jersey wear back, and this is the part Paul you were were uh, joking about here. Back pulled thread at bottom of Adidas logo. Pulled thread in edge of back number. This part gets better. Left sleeve, two large holes near wrist. Pulled thread in sleeve number. Right sleeve, repair in white stripe. Repair just below right stripe. Pulled threads in sleeve numbers. I like the descriptions of where the holes and the repairs are. Pulled sleeves, come on. Uh, It's just events.handybid.com, and I think you can find a wild I'm there. Yeah, I found Um, it. But it, I do like, and again, I do like the fact that they are putting those descriptions in because the way they've taken the pictures, uh, it's a black background. So yeah. especially with those dark green sleeves, some of those repairs and stuff, you're you're not going to be able to see them well, especially if you're looking at it from uh, um, from a phone. Yeah, you know, on a computer, like if I I'm trying to zoom in and it's it's pretty, uh, the the pictures suck. Yeah, maybe that's why part of the reason they're doing the descriptions, but like even and I again, I I love the blues. You and I have a good relationship with them. None of their their jersey auctions uh, anywhere ever have wear listed. No, no, I I want to. And they always hide the sleeves. How they hang them up when they take pictures, not purposefully, but just hang them up. It's like, come on. And and we're. We're helping or hoping to help educate them. We've got some some irons in the fire to sort some of those things out. So we're uh, we're hoping. To be, yeah, yeah, another one here. Jordan Greenway, back pulled thread on back both back numbers. Left sleeve pulled thread on sleeve number eight. Right sleeved pop thread near list or wrists. Excuse me. That's the entire wear of the jersey. Most yeah. of them are like that. I could only, I mean, the Boldy one was one with the repair. I think there, I only saw one or two others with repairs. I haven't looked at all of them, but it's. It's a uh, sharp, here, what a sharp jersey though. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dumba, marks below the, marks below the trees within the crest. Very specific <laughs> description. I do like that. I So I applaud if anybody from the, uh, 
Minnesota Wild collectors or who, who have ties to the team, let them know that we're at least uh, applauding their descriptions. But you know what? I will say this. I'd rather have more descriptions of where than not enough. If you want to be that specific, I'm good with that. Then yeah. none and and not the best pictures. You're, it will, it could affect, again, everybody's picky. Sometimes you want to play or whatever, or just this design. It may affect what you're buying or what you're willing to spend. If you see a jersey that's just had the shit kicked out of it, you're likely to maybe spend more because you know there's a ton of matches. It has great use. And in the modern jerseys, we don't see that near as much. The one, what was it the Vegas jersey from a um, uh, month or so ago that somebody had posted a picture of where the whole neck was all ripped off of it? Mm-hmm. You know that's going to show up somewhere, somewhere. Um, and sell for a good amount of money. Yeah. I have one um, that I recently got. It's a preseason jersey. jersey uh, um Tyler Tucker blues Jersey and the whole back is like re- torn apart and then repaired. Um, I'll send you a picture of it at some point, but like, that's one of those ones where like, I don't know if I could ever find a picture of how that happened, but it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. It's those, those weird ones where if they, if they caught the fabric just right and got in a fight and ripped it, or yeah. uh, we, we talked about it during when we did your expos, we had the Chris Pronger Jersey. It wasn't repaired, but the one that was cut off of them, um, it was in was two pieces down the middle, but we've seen uh, was it the the Dallas player or, or somebody else that went to similar thing, but they sewed it up and sold it. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a sewed top to bottom. Yeah, the, after the, it was cut off of him. Yep. Yeah, the Pronger one when his like heart stopped. That one that that showed up at my expo, which was incredible. Like nobody, we all kept talking about how we couldn't figure out what the value on it was because you know, is it is it worth more? Is it worth less? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game worn Jersey kind of an oddity. I mean, like a little bit more, you know, just a little bit morbid. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit morbid. Like it was kind of hard to determine, you know, I mean, there's a value to the story behind it, but then also there's a detraction from the, just, yeah, it it was just, it's hard. It was hard. We talked about, we couldn't figure out, you know, is it worth more? Is it worth less? Yeah. It's as a, Again, one of the the semi no nos for for collectors. Some like it, some mind, don't mind. It doesn't matter. Is wearing a jersey. You you're never yeah. going to be able to wear that one because it, it's cut in half. It's got <laughs> a hell of a story behind it. It has a great a happy ending because Pronger was revived and went on to have a one hell of a career. Um, but it's it's again it's it's yeah. yeah. Like what what happened to the to the Jay Bowmeister? I'm assuming that that's in the, the blues archives almost almost yeah. on it. Yeah, for sure. On whatever surface. Yeah, who knows? But it's the, some of those are Crazy. the weird things. Or or Crazy. when you see guys get taken off the ice uh, to the hospital after a big hit, you know they're cutting them off too. Yeah. Are are, are they just getting trashed at the hospital or is somebody actually grabbing those and they're back in a bag back to yeah, it's 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 crazy to think about that kind of stuff, but and and again, the I don't ever want to see players hurt or see that happen. No. But it's, it's crazy when those type of jerseys show up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a it's an interesting uh, hobby we all have. Yes, we've we've touched on a lot of different things tonight, and and uh, 
Uh, so I got a lot of irons in the fire. I'm working on a couple guests coming up, trying to get some scheduled with them, some equipment guys. Paul, you and I need to touch base on one that we've been working on a little bit too. I know some of the teams are super busy because of, of playoffs and that thing, but uh, hope to continue this into the summer some and, and as get interview-wise, the podcast will go all year round, but yeah. uh, may not as much once we get into the summer, not as frequent just because there won't be as much in the hobby, but we'll we'll make sure that there's at least one every other week. Um, we're just planning for things. Crap, we're already halfway through April. It's, it's going fast. Uh, and we'll keep an eye out on the games. It's a lovely thing about high-def TV is we can see it when they zoom in close, see some of the marks on the jerseys uh, live uh, hap- live and happening. Live matching. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, Paul, got anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? Uh, not that I can think of. Not, not at this about- time. Oh, go ahead, Paul. No, I was saying nothing, nothing now, so. Wade, how about yourself? Safe travels to Germany, Paul. Enjoy that trip. At least, least you've got a little while yet, but. Yeah. yeah. It's well, coming up, though. Shows, I mean, our teams are all done. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we have plenty of time to be on these shows. I guess at this would, point, uh, you know, let me ask that. Wade, go ahead and finish up, then I'll ask a question for you both. No, I, I would love for Paul, and Paul's great about photos. I'd love to see a collection of, like, kind of what goes on and what's there at the, a show in Germany, NHL-wise. It, it, very, very intriguing to me. It's surprising some of the stuff that makes it overseas. So yeah. I, I can't remember if I have photos of the last two shows there on Flickr or not. I remember you posting some pictures previously. It just to me, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, it kind of lets you know how global global this stuff is that we do. And it's neat to know that there's guys over there that are so into it as well, you know. Oh, yes. So the, the big question, not necessarily game-worn related, but hockey-related anyway, is, okay, now our teams are both out. Who are you guys hoping to watch go deep into the playoffs? Paul, go ahead. I would love to see the Wild do well. Um, it, it's been, well, never. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, my, my, my expectations, I still think Colorado is going to win it again. Um, Ooh, that's a big I, call. Yes, it is. I uh, and Landis Gog's not coming back. It's yep. I just yeah. saw that shortly before we went on the air. You know, for, to jump in, you know, I'm always a homer, and I, you know, I, I've always been a big Ryan O'Reilly guy, and I know that he kind of got hurt and had some issues there in Toronto. Um, would love to see Toronto kind of break that first round curse a little bit, and um, for Ryan, I'd like to see him do well. Um, you know, Vladdy's there with the Rangers, um, which for me as a kid was a place that having family from New York, um, I used to go to Rangers games at Masters Garden as a kid. So, um, you know, interested in that. You know, the Devils are interesting to me this year, too, because they're so young and kind of like boisterous, you know. I and mean, so that's it's just different. I like that. Um, and, the, you know, I just really hit on a bunch of Eastern Conference teams, you know, as far as in the West. You know, I agree. Minnesota is kind of interesting in the sense that, you know, that that they're, they love hockey there so much and they haven't really been been going that direction for a little while. So we need to see what happens there. And then now Seattle snuck in. So that that to me is interesting. See, if, you know, if Seattle can make a run at it, too. So, um, you know, as a hockey fan, I just like always, I'll just keep watching the games and enjoying the hockey, there always seems to be a story that catches my eye when our blues leave and, um, you know, just enjoy the hockey. I'm, I'm excited, actually excited to watch Edmonton because yeah. with, uh, with 
the the points that that uh, Drysaddle and and those guys have put up, it's insane. I was listening oh, to uh, the the Blues radio game last night while mowing the grass, and they I think between Drysaddle, um, uh, three total Jared. guys, yeah, are yeah, almost yeah, four hundred points between three people. That's crazy. My like, whole hell, that's incredible. So I'd actually I mean, I'd like to see them do well. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, McDavid's head and shoulders above anybody right. in the NHL. I mean, and there's just no, I mean, like anybody that says otherwise is an idiot. Sorry. Um, and that guy's just an, an incredibly talented. So, I mean, you'd almost want to see that story get written at some point where he finds his way towards the cup, you yeah. know, and, and in Edmonton, which is so storied with Wayne and, you know, Messier and all those guys from the eighties kind of, kind of would be a neat story to tell. Um, and, and some breaking, uh, call it game-worn related news, if if this jersey is made available, it's going to go for an ass ton of money. Uh, just in the last few minutes through an NHL post, Luke Luke Hughes was was uh, went to New Jersey to play, playing with his uh, uh, brother Jack, scored his first NHL goal to for the Devils in overtime, assisted by his brother. Oh, wow. So, so I got jersey's made available, if they don't give that to Luke, Holy shit, that's going to go for a lot of money. Before we leave, I want to throw one topic that you just hit me with. Did you guys see that with Major League Baseball, they're doing a thing this year where when a player makes a Major League Baseball debut, they're wearing a jersey with a patch on it that says Major League Baseball debut on it. Will be interesting to see if with the Fanatics connection in the next year or two, if suddenly we see NHL players when they make their debut getting that patch put on their jersey. And the reason Major League Baseball is doing it is they have, and Fanatics has the deal with the baseball card companies, those jerseys with that patch are then going to be um, taken out of circulation, and then they're going to be cut up and used for trading cards. So um, just to throw that out there before we leave, and it's a little bit of a big topic, but we'll be interesting you know that, to see. We're going to mark that down. And let's. I want to do a, a, at least part of a show or a full show on that because that yeah. I was not aware that that's happening. I yeah. will just as a as a side note for that a quick thing. I'm okay to a point with that because it's a one game jersey. However, a lot of people who collect and and Paul, you're shaking your head Love a little those. bit, kind of worried. A lot of people want NHL uh, first game jerseys of their of yeah. their players. So the question then becomes, well, you know, in baseball, it's kind of funny, too. Um, if you've ever seen, like, those guys get issued five, six jerseys a game. So the question will be, for me, would be in the NHL, suddenly if a guy makes a debut, is he wearing a jersey a period? So that the player can have it, fanatics can have one, and then the third one gets just, you know. Yeah, the it, team. It, it is, a, it's, a, it's a whole show. It's a whole show, and I threw it out with no time left. You know what? No, well, that's a good good way to kind of maybe transition to one of the next ones we do. Paul, what are your thoughts on that? I just want to – talking to Stu, I know the Flyers, when a player comes up for his first game, they wear two jerseys, and I can't remember the breakdown, but they keep one of them, and the rest goes to migrate to sell. Uh-huh. I, I know other teams, so I thought – a lot of teams they give players their first game jersey. You know, it's a one game yeah. wonder and all that. And I, I would just hate to see that go not away. go to the player there and be chopped no, up. I and, agree. And this, I agree. And this is Luke's second game. So um and see that's fit. weird because it the from the NHL it said his first one. Um, I thought he played Tuesday. I could be oh, wrong. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I re- I misread that. That's my fault. 
first NHL goal, excuse yeah. me, uh, his first, his second game. So first NHL goal yeah. and gets the overtime winner. So really it earlier in the game, but yes. Yeah. Um, so for, I mean, the first game, ideally he'd keep one of the jerseys from it. Yeah. It, Devils are still with migrate, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if it's done the same for their program teams, he'd have one worn two periods, one for one period would be released. And that no, should no. be the one worn tonight if they were both at the same location. Beyond that, again, like let's get into it a little deeper, but you're also going to throw in, they're putting a patch on them, which I think is cool. Like it's a little patch. Oh. It says like MLB debut or whatever. So we'll see if the NHL goes that route and we'll talk about it on our next visit on the Dirty Laundry podcast. Great way to wrap that up, gentlemen. Thank you for another fantastic show, and we will see you very soon. Bye, guys.